live from the Fremont Theater in Portland, Oregon, it's Portland Story Theater's Urban Tellers. May the narrative be with you. I am in what I would call the final chapter of my life. And in this final chapter, it makes me reflect on my father who died not too much older than I am right now. My father and I, we did not get along. We had what I would call a tumultuous relationship. The way we communicated was by yelling at each other. You know, there was no uh, heartfelt conversations or... Uh, anything like that. No, it was just yelling. Who could yell the loudest? One. When I was 12, my father became really sick. He got this horrible disease called spinal cerebral degeneration. And uh, he kind of lost his balance, you know, so he had to quit working. And he was one of those guys that his work was everything. You know, he didn't have any hobbies, he didn't do anything. And he was really sick. Now, between the time I was 12 and when he died, when I was 28, he almost died, I don't know, maybe a dozen times. I kid you not. So a couple years before he died, I'm in the living room at the house where he and my mother live, and he and I are yelling at each other, you know, having some argument about something. And my mother, who was just really this very lovely, timid, sweet person who was always saying, okay, you guys, calm down, be quiet, it's okay, don't yell. And then, of course, we would turn our anger on her and tell her basically to shut up because we were busy yelling. Well, on this particular day, in this particular argument, at the peak of the argument, I called out to my father, Well, you never, never loved me anyway. And he turned to me and said, well, I thought that you never loved me. And there it was, people, the elephant in the room that we had never been able to say. And at last, he was able to tell me, I love you. And I was able to tell him, I love you. And by some miracle, we were able to hear it. And it was so glorious. I can't even tell you what it was like. It was like the angels were singing and the weight of the world was off my shoulders. And I felt so wonderful. And in the next moment, I felt crushed because I realized that we had wasted 
all those years. What fools we had been. Well, from there on out, my father and I tried really talking to each other. The yelling was over. And he just kept getting sicker and sicker. And he really started to trust me very deeply. And he'd be in the hospital and he'd be mad that he had the IV in his arm and so he'd pull it out and then they would restrain him, you know, tie him to the bed because they didn't want him to pull that out. And they'd be, he'd be calling me, crying to say, come down to the hospital and make them untie me, make them untie me. So I would go and my mom wasn't going. She couldn't. But I was the one with the strength. I was the one in the relationship with my father. I was the one he trusted. So I'd go down and get that all worked out. And then I lay in the, you know, those recliner chairs that they have at the hospital that you can sleep in. So there I am in the room with my father helping him. A couple of years after that argument where we professed our love, my father really was dying. He was dying and I was uh, sitting by his bedside and my mother was on the other side of the bed and we'd been there for hours holding his hand. And I was uh, eight or so months pregnant and I was really really tired. I was so tired. And those of you who have been pregnant know that that last trimester is just, you're just exhausted. But I wanted to be there for my dad, but I just couldn't, you know, I couldn't stay awake anymore. And I said to my mom, listen, I'm going to go out into the hall and just lay down on that couch for a few minutes. I'm just going to take a little quick nap to revitalize myself, and then I'll come back. Because I really wanted to be there for my dad. So I did. I went out into the hall, and I lay on that couch, and I was immediately asleep and dreaming. I was in this place where it wasn't day and it wasn't night. There were no trees, no buildings, nothing. It was just flat. And there was this mist on the ground. It was low and sparse and moving. And I started to walk through the mist in this nowhere land. And suddenly, you know how it is in dreams, suddenly my father was there. He was there in that place with me. And I could tell he was really afraid. So I took his hand and we walked through that mist together. And it got thicker and deeper and deeper. 
so thick that we couldn't see the ground. We just had to trust that it was there. And finally, we got to this place, and I knew, and my father knew, that I couldn't go any further with him. Now, I'd like to say that there was an angel there waiting for him, or there was some light, or a door, or something. But no, it was not like that. It was still just this nothingness and the mist moving and getting thicker and thicker. And we looked at one another and then we let go. And he walked through the mist until I couldn't see him anymore. And, you know, I wanted to call out to him. I wanted to call. I don't know what I wanted to say. Wait, wait, don't go. Or I love you or something. And you know how it is in dreams when you're trying to make your voice say something and then you just wake yourself up? That's exactly what happened. So I woke up and I immediately went into the room and my father was dead. And I felt just devastated because I had failed. I had not been there. I had fallen asleep on the job. I felt terrible. We buried my father on my other son's fourth birthday. And after the funeral, we came home and had cake and party hats. And it was pretty crazy, you know? But that's how it came down. But I still had this, you know, feeling that I had let him down and I had failed as a daughter. And, you know, there were all those years when we weren't communicating and we didn't really have much time to make up for that. I mean... There was some, but not really that much. And then one night, I woke up. I'm still pregnant. And I saw this light in my room. And I knew it was my father. And the crazy thing I got to tell you guys is that light, it looked like Tinkerbell. (laughs) I know that's really nutty, but it was just like that. Now, my father talked to me, not in words that you could hear, but he said to me, stop feeling bad. Stop it. You were there. You were there. You walked me to the other side. And then he told me, I love you. 